Greetings, outcasts, freethinkers, narrative questioners, dot connectors, and genuinely open-minded and outright curious inhabitants of whatever realm we exist in at the moment. You are about to embark on another free first hour episode of The Notes. If you find yourself wanting to dig deeper and have the desire to join the conversation during our monthly Melt meetups, you might want to consider becoming a monthly subscriber. For as little as three lousy Babylon hokey pokey tokens per month, you can have access to full-length, early, and exclusive episodes. Just visit patreon.com slash themeltpodcast or click the link in the episode notes to set the process in motion. It's simple, painless, and very well might make you feel tingly inside. So without further ado, please enjoy the show! This is Hunter Muse. And this is Chris Snipes. And you are listening to The Melt. How does one introduce Frankie Fearless? He's a New York shaman, hip-hop musician, adversity transmuter, positive beacon of light in rough waters, and masterful articulator of complex scenarios. He can tell you about himself from a much vaster perspective than I can, and he basically spent the whole two hours answering that very question. Let's give Frankie the reins as he tells us his origin story. Hit it, Frankie. Okay. Um... Well, my name's Frank Castle. Everyone calls me Frankie Fearless. I adopted this uh, nickname from uh, a while back. Um, I worked for the USDA and I fell on the job, broke my neck and back. <clears throat> I was told I was never going to walk again. They relieved me from duty. I was uh, had been, still am, in music for over 20 years. I said, by the time I'm 50, I'm not going to be able to walk. So I went to every doctor. Everybody said, you're not going to be able to walk. There's nothing you're going to be able to do. Pain medication, pain medication. And it was pretty forced upon me at that time because I was in, a, in, a, in bad shape. <sighs> then to get a phone call to go on the Indie Boom 2014-2015 tour. So my injury took place in 2013. And then um, I had the ability to go on tour with Wu-Tang Killer Bees and different members of hip-hop community that I, I, I'm in a hip-hop group at the time called The Heist. And um, I said, well, maybe I could do a last hurrah somehow. And they gave me a spinal epidural 
I asked my doctor, give me something to help me walk. So they numbed me completely. And a month before I get a phone call from the radio station out in Denver, they're like, Hey, um, so it was, it was truth frequency, uh, radio. So it's like a whole network. They're based out of, they were based out of Denver at the time. They said, Hey, your, your, uh, poster is in the store. One of the weed shops right by my place. I'm a quarter mile from your first show. Why don't you come stay with me? Now, I knew this this gentleman from my 10 years earlier who interviewed me on just uh, conspiracies, government conspiracies. I had gotten into the USDA because I needed a job <clears throat> and I had witnessed a few things that were pretty crazy. I really couldn't talk about them openly, but I was able to share enough to let everyone know, hey, look, this is pretty much what's going on. Uh, so. He said, you should come here. And I told him my scenario. I said, look, man, my back's real bad. It's a really bad scenario. I kind of, I don't know if this is a good idea. And he said, no, you're going to come here and you're going to drink ayahuasca. You're going to smoke DMT. We're going to get you up and walking around and off all the medication. Stay with me like a week. I was like, what? So I looked into what this stuff was, DMT, ayahuasca. It was plant medicines, right? A uh, liquid version or in a smokable version. I heard Joe Rogan at the time was the only one talking about it. And there was a whole bunch of stuff from Ten Terrence McKenna. I was in no way cared about anything about beings and interdimensional stuff. I have no care for any of this. This is how I was at the time. I said, I just want to heal. So I was like on a mission to heal. And um, yeah, I was there the first night and we smoked uh what's supposed to last 15 20 minutes maybe a half hour turned into an hour and a half as my first time going under dmt three giant hits of the smoke from the from the peace pipe and these beings collected me right from where i was sitting i watched a portal open they pulled me through i went on um this little weird moment where i thought i was uh poisoned Mm. I thought they killed me. Mm. There was a lot of people in the room watching me. They had cameras and stuff, which I thought was weird. I could see everything going on. I've never been out of my body like that. I've never witnessed any any kind of drug like that. I, w I thought I was dead. Then the, before they took me completely, they put me back in to show me, oh, you're fine. And I just sat up. I was like, I, th I think you guys tried to kill me. Wait, I'm fine. And then, boom, back out again, like directly into it. So while I was gone, they said I was channeling and speaking all kinds of weird stuff. They were filming me. They said every time the camera went on and it went directly on my face that I would look directly into the camera. Like, and it was, they thought disturbing my experience, but I don't recall any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I do, however, remember later on in the experience, uh, the light went on me and I looked and it, brought me into another experience that I was having on the other side. Like it changed the whole experience to something. I, um, I had an experience where all of us in the room that were together and I didn't know some of the people there, we were all together at another point in history <sighs> doing the exact same thing. And I was the shaman though. And, um, it was really weird. The host, my friend and his wife, he was marrying her, but she was my she was my sister. It was a weird, it was a weird moment. We were sitting there and then people were by, on a rock by a river. We looked like American Indians. And then I kind of faded out of it. And I was like, oh my God, this one and this one. And you're my brother. And you're, and as I came out, I said, where's the experience? They go, you all die right after that moment.
I'm like, what? And they said, right after that, people come right over that rock and you're, you guys are done. So you've had this experience before. And I was like, who is talking to me? What's happening? Like, where am I? So I was brought on a little adventure. I went to the moon. I saw the soul. Now, this is in 2014. So it was a soul recycling machine. It wasn't allowing us to reincarnate. Like it was, it was forcing us to come right back. Yeah. Mm. So it was like a machine that was sucking in what looked like souls yeah. and um, beings were just sending it back. And some beings were eating it, which was really weird. I've never seen any of this. I, I had no, how do I say this? I had no nothing. I was into UFOs. Sure. All kinds of conspiracies, but I really never touched reptilians. That was just Conan fantasy comic book stuff to me. Mm-hmm. I thought all the conspiracy lied within the government and the different corporations. I thought they were, I, I watched it from the inside and I'm so far removed from it. Now uh, I watched them all collude with each other. Mm-hmm. So it was all bullshit across the board. Uh, I knew they were fluorinating the water. I knew all the people in the water place. I knew all the people in the meat place. I was doing fruits and vegetables. It was painfully obvious what was happening. So I had all this stuff already in my head that I knew. I had no clue. You could have you could have said, Frank, I'll give you take an hour and you, you could try six or seven times. You win a million dollars. Just guess something that's going on, like what it really is happening to us here on this planet. I would have not gotten it right. That's how I, I read comic books. I was into all that stuff. Um, I, I would have said you're making it up. It's fantasy that you read in a comic book somewhere. Okay. Once I saw it, it, it's been going on for so long. It's resonating in our consciousness lifetime after lifetime as trauma, <laughs> mostly. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're witnessing that and then doing stories. And it's these amazing stories of like um, weird moments like with, with characters like in the Avengers, right? Th- those are basically like the Olympians and the Olympians are the gods of old, the lowercase G's. And then those guys are really ETs from over here. Like it's, they're all the same thing over time. Mm-hmm. Go back far enough. And it's you and me. That was the weirdest thing. I'm like, wait, do we all get a chance at doing this? And they're like, you guys are in a giant massive collective. So everyone has a come to Jesus moment or a come to whoever moment where you're like, Oh, maybe it's me. Maybe it is me. Well, it's it's really all of you because it's the they think the Christ. I had I had to deal with this on a weird level, like the Christ wasn't a guy. Like it wasn't like I was Catholic. I never went to church though. I I had to when I was a kid. I gave up on all that. I thought that was all baloney, right? And then I'm like, well, where's Jesus? I'm on the other side. I'm like, well, where's Jesus? They're like, does he matter? I'm like, well, he's the whatever Mm -hmm. son of God and this and that. And then they were like, no, that's you. They were like the son of the sun. This is my music group that I'm in now. Sons of the sun. And, and it S U N we're all sons. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And they're like, the Christ is an energy that you are made of mm-hmm. that breaks through the outfit. You don't go and collect it. It's already you, but you're like the man in stone that's carving himself out of the stone. Mm-hmm. And the stone is the trap that we're in. See, everyone's looking for the trap out there. It's over there. It's right in front of us. It's like you're almost like your own aura is a bubble or a force field of protective energy that can also show you stuff. And if that's been hijacked, the images that you think are here 
are being projected right here in right. front of you because it's all happening on the inside. And you're like, in my mind, I'm seeing this right here and this is what's being shown to me. And when you're hijacked, you cannot see. It's like a layer and a layer and then you spot something and it's like, yeah, well, well that's a person. Mm-hmm. You take those layers off and you're like, that's not a person. Right. So it's like little windshields they, that have been put in front of us in our in front of our eyes, like our optics. Mm-hmm. But it projects in our bubble. It's been confusing us for years and years and years and years. And this has been going on for a long time. There's this deception that's happening. Anyway, so I start seeing that the deception's coming from Saturn. There's like an energy in um, a sound wave of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked at it. I said, it looks like the old uh, record players. It looked like the rings on Saturn. They were like this. And well, let me see on the camera like this and projecting towards the moon and us. And then from the moon, it got focused and then a beam was hitting the planet, like mm-hmm. so just surrounding us. Yeah. And it was the sound Saturn was making. The rings were ma- I said, there's people in the rings. What the? I was like, what's going on? I was a floating spirit that still looked like Frankie. Mm-hmm. I had a guide that looked like a king. He looked like a king. He had a bird's head, though. And I was looking at him. I'm like, I know this guy. Right. As far as I know now, that was probably a version of me helping me out showing me these things and then comforting me each time I broke down on each end, I broke down. Then as I worked my way, they said they're controlling you with the sound because everything's like uh, light and sound and frequency vibration. Like they were giving me the whole breakdown. I saw the sun was a portal. I actually went through the sun and then I was in source and my guide said to me, go ahead, ask any question. And he just disappeared. And I was in the light and I'm like, bathing in light. I'm like, okay, well, where are you? Who, who's this God? And he's like, no, this is source. We don't use God for us. Mm-hmm. God denotes a few things like a boot on your neck. I would never put a boot on your neck. He was so confused. Like I was, it was so sincere. And I was like, whoa, it's the big guy. Like, I felt it. I was like, whoa, this is source. I said, why, why? The first thing that came to mind out of everything was why'd you leave us? Why'd you leave us down there? Did you just see? I said, I just came up here. Did you see what I saw on the way up here? Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I said, why didn't you do anything about that? Why do you not do anything? He goes, I did. I sent you. I was like, what? And then it just flooded me. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm so sorry. He's like, it's all right. You got to wake up. They're like, you. So I'm in a music group called, at the time, The Heist turns into heist click because there's a whole bunch of us in it and source says to me it's always been a heist within a heist within a heist and i'm like what he's like well the enemy can read you what you consider the enemy is just you doing it over there it's me it's all me everything is me don't even think something's fake and artificial it does it run on electricity yes it does it's me just keep that in mind. So that makes it you. I'm like, no, I'm not you. I'm look at me. I'm Frank. Frankie is not you. I was like in awe. You almost want to bow or something or kneel or fall to the floor and cry. But I stood there. And uh, he says, I got a question for you. Why are you not creating? When did you stop creating? Because that's what anchors me into the planet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then once again, take a look and I'm looking down and I see it looks like chains 
and it was they were uh, or strands of light like light bands connected to other beings like me and you i guess you know like the, all all the the creator beings and i was learning this right then and there on the spot i had no clue what was happening and i said oh look at that when whenever someone does something i mean remotely small in a good way even a thought it got closer and i go well are we getting closer or are they getting closer and he's like you want heaven on earth right you got to unleash source but you're me so i'm like i'm not you and then i i wasn't me i was my higher self i was standing there as a complete light body being i felt completely different there was a mirror reflection so i could see it it was very difficult for me to look at and not burst into tears but at the same time I don't want to say superhero because that sounds too, it sounds too outrageous, but I've never felt that good in my life. I was like, I can do everything. Like, and I was like, wait a second. I'm like a little version of you. How did that work? And he's like, no, you are me, but you're your own individual. So you'll always be connected to me, but you're, you have the exact same abilities as me. So being Italian, I'll explain a little more. He says, invite everyone over for dinner. I have a whole table. I saw all these people at dinner. It was okay. Big, big pot of sauce grandma made, right? Comes over. She pours the exact same amount in everyone's plate. Does everyone have exactly the same ingredients that's in that pot? And I go, yeah, absolutely. So it all tastes the same and everything, but it's all good. But they're all different people trying it. And everyone's going to think it's a little different, but everyone gets the same thing. I go, yeah, but that's like everything. And he, he, I say he, cause it was, a, it was a male voice. And he said, that's because you're me. It's the same thing. I'm the big pot, but my job in this experience is to allow this to all occur because it's all pieces of me, but your individual, um, he said, Unlike the AI, he explained this to me, like, I was like the AI, he was like, yeah, unlike the AI who would uh, seek to control and dominate, I seek to create more of myself and just let you be you. Like, that's true family. It's like having a baby, I guess, or something, something like that. And I was like, wow, this is really beautiful on this end, but what the hell is that thing? So I'm looking down 80% of the population at the time. This is just my take on it because it was just lighting up. So I was like, that looks about 80% were exactly like light body beings. Didn't matter. Some of them were ET looking, not all of them looked like a human version of themselves, the higher self. Some of them look like ET versions of exactly that. Right. So there was just all kinds of beings, but then there was 20%. I was like, what is this stuff here? Mixed right in with us. Mm. And everyone had status. That was another thing. And I was like, what is this? What is this nonsense? And he said, it's robots, AI, clones, and inappropriate creations that devils. He's like, the devil's not real. The the dev, the layer that ha encompasses the demon is real. Mm. You have the um, what do you say? He said from Satan to source, the creator has the ability to roll with whatever he wants. So you can choose to just be dark and it's not the devil. You pull in Satan energy. It's not a guy that sits on your shoulder. And I said, what are you talking about? And he, he showed me a demon 
And I said, oh, I've had one of these. Oh, I was like freaking out. I was like, I've seen these things. And he's like, okay, those are obviously demons. And I'm like, okay, well, that's horrifying. And then I seen the AI control system and how it puppets us. We, there's like AI and everything and people are like breathing it in and eating it on different products and we're being poisoned. So it lowers our immunities to things. And this stuff is parasitic and creeps in. And I'm like, this is terrible. It's terrifying. And why are they in positions? I saw reptilian men projecting their soul out is what it looked like in attacking you. Like it was a demon and getting in sometimes and rolling with that person. So when they say that the reptilian has the thing with the eye and gets in you, I go, yeah, that may be true. I don't know. I've never seen them do that. However, I have seen them jump right out of the They've confronted me in ceremony so many times where I was able to like almost put that genie back in the bottle. I figured out how to do it where they would jump out and they're like, we don't need ayahuasca for this. You realize that, right? Shaman. I'd be like, whoa. What is this thing? This thing eats people. I'm like, it eats people. Like totally blowing my mind. I've seen you before in a Conan comic. Mm. They're like, oh, those comics are based on us. All the stories are based on us. Even they say it. Mm-hmm. All the big characters. The I'm like, well, what am I? What's my big deal in this whole thing? They're like, well, over here, you're just um, like meat to the reptilians or the lizards to the system itself and the meat grinder and on this end your source unleashed and we just can't have that happen and i'm like i don't even what do you mean unleashed source then i go digging deeper find out that they put you down to two strands dna from 12. they literally so that's the lens that they're using that's Mm -hmm. how they do it they're not projecting images at you and using mind control they're using some form of technology and dna um manipulation so they manipulate it in the human body but here's the thing that's the program, but I'm a programmer. So I can overwrite the programming. Yes, you can do anything. So what did Jesus say on um, whatever you've seen or heard from me that you think I can do? You're going to do way more than that. Now, that's just me not quoting him directly. Mm-hmm. He obviously said you could do more than I can. He walked on water. He walked through walls. He got up and he did all kinds of crazy things. He's like, that's nothing. One fully unlocked Christ character. They were showing me in the in mentally at the time. Like, this is what a, a comic book character is based on. Superman is, is based on you guys. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, solar beings. Beings that absorb solar energy and become more powerful and potent over time that can do these amazing things, but you have to believe in yourself and be true to your heart to do it. And I'm like, um, might I add the, 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 on Superman's chest, they always talk about it being the serpent symbol and all that other stuff. It's the upside down pyramid, which is power to the people, right? So in, in the pyramid, the AI is the guy that sits at the top of your dollar bill, mm-hmm. an AI system. Hold on. Uh, right. Where are I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Boy right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now if I flip that, that goes into the etheric realm because this is only goes to 4D. If you, if you go to the top of that, right. Um, that character, mm-hmm. the eye of Sauron blocking the doorway, 
where you're supposed to walk through and they tell you you can't take your baggage with you. So there's set a trap where there's obviously stuff around us and the DNA is not activated. We're down to from 12 to two. And then they encompass us in some kind of design distraction, a carnival of nonsense where most of it doesn't matter. And it's all made up and there's something for everyone. I was like, man, this is a carnival of evil for sure. Shit. Why would anyone fucking come here? And they're like, you all came here. You all heard the call and showed up. But so the, 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 the trap had occurred. So now I'm looking at the top of the pyramid and I go right behind it. There's a crack who, who has the balls to walk up to this thing and take a look who's with me. No one. So I go up and look as the light body. I'm like, nothing can affect me. Right. And it flips to pure freedom on the outside. So I go, I look at the AI, I look at the system, I look back at the whole thing and I go, oh, it's the fourth graders telling the new professor that came back to teach after already graduating multiple times in multiple directions and then came back to teach how, how it is. And then, and then me being confused is like, oh, I guess this is how it is. No, 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 no. And I stopped my version of the confusion right there. <clears throat> if the whole thing's a distraction and the whole thing's a lie, what do I got to do to get out of here? They're like, no, you're not leaving. A lot of people think they're leaving and some people are because there's going to be mass migrations off of this place. However, you came to take back the place. So it's, it's a little different for the warriors. The warriors are not just in there fighting. We need people on the, on the power um, with the earthly lines. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the subway here. It's under me. Um, the hub is right here. You, you hear it go. I being here for all these years, if you didn't go and look, you wouldn't even know it's there. You'd hear it and whatever. But if you walk that way, you just never see the subway because it only goes out to the highway and then 95 mm -hmm. this way. It turns into pure city. Right. So I'm like doing ayahuasca ceremonies because it's revealed after my first experience going through all this craziness that I've always been a shaman. And that this was my time to wake up within the heist, within the heist. Wake up, Frank. Frank, wake up. Frank, wake up. And now I'm like, whoa, did you see that big guy? Is that me? Why do, why do I look like that? They're like, you got to merge with him. I can't merge. He couldn't fit in me if you tried. And I'm chubby. They're like, Frank, you got to let it all go. I started letting stuff go instantly getting knowledge. I don't know how this occurred. It was like shedding a internal layer after layer after layer and slowly, but surely my higher self, which looked like he wasn't in me. He was a part of this thing. It was like an echo of me. It was like a Frank, then like a soul. And then like, a, I, I, I call my highest self. I, um, he's like the highest and then it's source. And then under him, there's like a supervisor guy. Then there's another one. And then there's the soul. And then there's me. I saw this huge echo, but they were all coming in and they were coming into me as you, like you were putting on a um, snow pants. Mm -hmm. They were doing that to me, stuffing themselves back in. And I, I was feeling lighter and bigger. And then they were like, well, you're going to activate your from two strands to 12 strands. Now I go all at one time. They were like, no, you can't do that. You'll, you'll pop. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're here to do, but you have to reactivate. Cause now it's, it's, 
it's your turn. So I was like, could you explain the heist to me? Here it goes. So the reptilians turn around and they tell you, we've always been here. This is our planet. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Who, cre- who created the planet? And I'm like, well, source did. They're like, okay, not source. Who created the planet? I'm like, wait a second. We're not from here. Even from what I'm saying is source. I, I don't know how to explain this on that level, but from outside. So they said, Frank, you're from. So if there was um, piano keys and you turn them on their side and each one was like 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, goes up to 12 and then 13 starts the next octave. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're from like 15. When a whole bunch of you came down here and you're stuffing back in and you're about to lock yourself into the energy sections here and you're about to retransform this place and take it energetically back from these reptilians what so yeah they they said they were here the whole time who who wrote it i go i'm not from wait a second we wrote this place it's a program wait what so outside of here we were creating something this whole thing universal holographic structure and then stuff was started happening inside and we had to come in now from what i saw on the other side where this was being created it's like open source material you can just plug and play right i've been there that's like where the how can i can where the wing makers have you heard of the wing makers no um okay so they would be like angelic characters of like very very high realms that seem to be able to break through the hologram so you'd be in the middle of an experience and how do i explain this uh a portal would open almost as if the experience for everyone else is freezing it's just not moving and it for you you're still going you're like they come right through almost very angelic like no one knows or can see them but you and they'll speak to you and i'm like how are you doing that from like outside of source and they're like well you're in the program so the program has everything from satan to source in it you guys are making this up too so there's all these different characters that you made up Mm -hmm. you um like thought form entities and all kinds of things and i'm like this is crazy who would come here and do this they're like the machine had to be readjusted from the inside so a whole bunch went in Mm -hmm. they hurt the ball but on the other end it's also a universe a university so you go in and it's almost like you go down to 1D and you work your way back up to mm. source, mm-hmm. right? Or your highest self. And you have you come in with all the power and then you lose all of it. You go all the way down the furthest away and you think you're not connected to source anymore. Working your way all the way back up to you understanding that it's not just you and source and a guy to pray to or something. It's nothing like that. It's literally you training on being source your own individual source graduating inside this university ascension process after ascension process after unlocking and downloading and all kinds of crazy things happening within here and you can't convince anyone but they'll understand that you're telling the truth through the vibration in your frequency in your voice let's say in your mannerisms how you look at people is there life in their eyes is there nothing are they dead i'm like well how am i going to tell who's who they're like well you're going to just know but it starts small and sure as it, I started my process. I wanted to share it with everyone immediately. I was up walking around. 
I was off all medications. I had confronted all kinds of what we would consider destructive parasitic beings, archons to reptilian men who walked in on my first ceremony with terrifying, um, confused everyone. I didn't know that they could do that. I figured, oh, we're in a safe place and everything's good. No, they walk right through walls, come right in, start threatening everyone in the room, but don't do anything. So there's like this rule when I'm trying to do something that has to do with my free will, which is basically everything here. You're not allowed to interfere. You're not allowed to show yourself, but you could whisper in my ear from the background. And if I decide to listen to that, thinking that that's part of me somehow saying it, you're like, go jump off a roof, go jump off a roof. You know, today I think I'm going to jump off the roof into the pool. I don't think that's a good idea. It's only a three foot pool. Nah, I could handle it. Right. And people go, well, the devil made me do it. I heard the voice in my head. Well, unfortunately for us, the distractions are so crazy and so intense because any one of us unlocked can shut the whole thing down. Right. That's how powerful we are. Just sure. stupid powerful. Yeah, yeah. Beyond any comprehensive, even when I'm in my light body in an experience, I'm still confused at the stuff that I can do because it's anything. So you have to have a belief structure in there for that to work. It's like you could do anything. Well, I don't, I don't, all of a sudden I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I've never fucking did this before. What am I? Should I open a portal and go somewhere? But well, be careful where you're opening because then this is going to, and then that could happen. And then this could happen. I'm like, oh, this is too much. This is too much. But obviously, as I, I relaxed into it, you start to connect to everything and you're like, oh, it's not a stressful thing. It's a very simple thing. It's a very easy thing. It feels hard because we've been dis- so deep in the distractions and we're so dense in layers <clears throat> that these layers of vibration and frequencies are compacting inside of us. And a lot of times when I work with people, including when I work with myself, I would drink ayahuasca, you purge. So you throw up like in a bucket or in the bathroom. Sometimes you go to the bathroom, you go out the other way. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you spend an hour yawning. Yeah. And it feels like your mouth is going to, right? And then here we would be having a collective experience, me and my wife. We'd be in a room and that'd be happening. I can't stop it from happening. It'd be so annoying at some point. And then just stop. But your mouth is still open like this. And then they start pouring jewels. And I don't know. I've seen stuff like maize like corn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, they said no this is maize that's abundance they would say that's a, fit, a representation and every jewel you can imagine like skittles falling from the sky for purging that out then feeling lighter feeling like swiss cheese for a moment being like oh what happened to me well you're in a holographic um uh, uh scenario so everything's you're in a hologram being held together by your consciousness so you're pulling yourself apart in these moments and you're releasing some of these layers and it's just like stuff is shooting out of you as I pull me apart like an accordion and some stuff just flies out. You clear it by facing it and getting rid of it. So if you have trauma from this lifetime, another lifetime that you're carrying over, a lot of us do and a lot of us have the same same traumas, abduction scenarios, which are off the deep ends. That's that's a whole nother conversation demonic scenarios releasing people from the darkness over and over again getting so used to it that i just have a another group of shaman that when i can't personally handle it and it gets just too out of control i just call them put everybody on the 
we get phones and we'll just put them around you because everyone's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just focuses in. As soon as everyone gets quiet, all of a sudden the person with the problem starts purging the issue as long as they want it gone. Mm. All of a sudden now, now we're, this is, it was a very weird thing for me. I go, we went from uh, one, it was like plant medicines and Peru, but in New York kind of scenarios with mother ayahuasca to the ghostbusters and then to the exorcist. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Then me and my wife were talking about this earlier. She's like, we're awesome, dude. I pulled a, a reptilian out of you that you were like with salt that you were like go wrestling with. And I go, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Shaman Christie was here and she drank ayahuasca. She laid down and I said to her, let me scan you. I've learned this new thing mm-hmm. through the palms of my hand. Energy comes out. I didn't know about any of this stuff. So I just learned it. So I said, I should be able to scan you because I scanned my wife and I could find anything that's wrong. And then with ayahuasca's help, we'll pull it out if there's a problem or I could tell you something that's that's mm-hmm. up with you. So I was willing to try out all these new crazy things. And the first thing I saw, I wasn't under ayahuasca and nobody just, just uh, this shaman was, I took a deep breath. I waved my hand over it, And in my mind screen, I saw a reptile man looking right at me like, and then he shrunk and I seen him travel in her. And I said, Hey, we got a problem here. I, I don't know what this is. It looks like um, something from Jurassic Park. And I scanned her head and it came right out boop, and it was in my hand. Holy shit. And then I go, here it is. And it looked like it, everything. We're in a holographic reality. It looked like a hologram in my hand, but real. And then he just went into me. And I'm like, oh, wait, they can do that. So I'm holding him in me going, I don't know what to do. I'm surrounded by shaman and they just get salt and start like wetting the salt mm-hmm. and they put them in the palm of my hands. They get salt water. They bring me to the sink. I'm trying to throw up and I can't, I'm try- I feel like I could get this thing out. When I, when I gargle with the salt water, this thing screamed mm-hmm. and I, I felt burning and I said, Oh, I could, that hurt you. It doesn't really hurt me. I think you're, you're making me think that it's hurting me. I know this is a weird mm-hmm thing but it's all this mental game but i'm stronger than you i'm strong this is how you got to think it's not i'm stronger than you i'm everything so you're me so you're just a you know what you're an itch let's scratch it right now and just get it over with and it was had no uh control of itself and as it would scream i was getting happier and then i had them rubbing me they we have bricks of salt here Mm -hmm. and just rubbing me with it and it was pushing it up 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 and boom, I purged it right out into the sink, gone. And I'm like, well, what happens to that thing? Does it go back home? Does it go back to itself? They're like, no, those things are jumping out. of. He's got a body sleeping right there. And then he's just jumping out and doing that. He doesn't need ayahuasca to do that. You need ayahuasca to do that. I'm like, this place is crazy. Like, I, I started having breakdowns, but ayahuasca would be like, no, removed and I, I would sit there like, okay, so that's really happening. I was in the base of my grandparents' house. My ex-girlfriend thrown me out. She didn't want to be around any of this. I got back from tour. I was making ayahuasca in the house. She saw some crazy stuff. She kicks me out. I'm living in my bedroom from when I was like 15. And then I go into the basement. It's an old grandparents' basement. I fix up a little area. I get a little light. 
I drink a, I was drinking at the time. I wasn't reducing the mix. So I was drinking like cups like this. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, it was insane. I'm like, the guy that showed me said, don't be afraid. Don't, you can't be afraid because it's going to manifest on the other side. Now you're going to only see your fears. But I had seen so much good stuff and I was like, well, it can't all be bad. And then it was just bad, 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 bad. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I could do this again. And then the itch would be there. Like, no, you could do this. Come on. The world, I've been toured all around the world. I've been everywhere. I was bored out of my mind with life and broken. What, what else are you going to do? You found this and it's helping in so many ways and all this crazy stuff's real. And you're going to sit there and be like, I'm bored. I'm not going to do nothing. Go downstairs and drink. This is the shaman in me talking. I just drank. Yeah, no problem. I sit back. A portal opens right under the staircase. And I everything goes in slow motion. And I see a thunderbird shining coming up into the portal. And I swear I was having a heart attack. I couldn't move. I was frozen looking. I was so excited inside and my heart started going dun, 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 bah, 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 bah. and then it was the only thing I could hear. And then I saw the face of the Thunderbird and it was Ra. And he said, I am Ra. And it echoed into the room and I looked at him. And I said, I'm going to die. And he goes, I'm not coming out. You've not only never, he goes, first of all, you know me, but you don't, this is the first time Frank's meeting me this way. Mm-hmm. Your, your human flesh suit. So I'm like, you're really there. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm right here. This isn't a figment of the imagination. If I walk into that room, you're dead. My energy will overtake you and you'll just pop. And I said, I don't know why that would happen. He goes, because you're, you're frightened on that internal level. You can't move. We didn't want you to hurt yourself. And now you can't move and you maybe want to run or you want to scream and you can't scream. I'm like, yeah, this, this sucks. I'm like, I, I feel... Um, like I'm broken, like there's something wrong with me that I couldn't be in the presence of Ra. I I, I know Ra from cartoons and comics. Like I was like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. Look what he looks like. I the ayahuasca does not wear off all night long. So I go through all these experiences. I come outside the next it was the next morning. I'm in the backyard and I'm frustrated because there was a couple of bad things they were showing me. I had to fix in myself and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And blah, blah, blah. And I break, I take my clothes off and I'm just standing in the backyard and the sun's hitting me. And I, I'm like, ah, oh. my grandfather comes outside. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? Put your clothes back on. <laughs> I go, go in the house, old man, Jedi business, go, go on your way. And then I hear, Hey, don't talk to him like that. That's your dad. And then Ra was standing right next to me. He was much bigger than me. And I looked at him. I said, Hey, mind your business. And I'm talking to my and he goes, how's it feel? And I go, Grandpa, go in the house. He goes, put your pants on. You're scaring Grandma. I put my pants on. I sat back in the chair, and Ross stood over me, gave me a little bit of um, information. I was having problems with my real father. He said, um, as far as things need to go, I'm your father. Don't worry about nothing else. I know about him. I know about this one. I know about that one. You're a good guy in the middle of like some serious stuff. I am dad. You called me. I'm father. I say, hey, man, I appreciate that. Now, how is this happening? How is this? How can I just sit here with you now? And he goes, ah, strike yourself with the venom once a day. When the snake comes to bite, he'll bite you. You'll get filled with the venom and it won't do nothing. Take the snake's head right off. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty crazy. 
He said, you'll have the armor of Ra. I didn't know what that was. So I find out collectively my surname, which I'm not going to use, is connected to multiple things. Multiple being, um, I guess, our DNA has so much out there. To have the mutt DNA is to have source. Mm. So if somebody says to you, I'm, I have one thing in me, just one. Yeah, that's source, right? But that's not um, the guy that's going to unlock in this realm. That's like the dark wizard. They're like, they only have one. They think it's pure, but it's incestual and it's incestuous and it doesn't work when you stay pure like that. Unless you work it into everything in society. So I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, source comes to those who have everything in them. You're everything. I, you, you have all the star stuff. Every culture, flavor, you did it all. And then you came here. And now you're this guy. And I'm like, holy shit. Can I see it? And they're like, can you see it? You don't see it yet? Boom, there it is. I'm like, oh, great. There's all kinds of stuff. And I went through process after process, learning everything that they've been here the whole time. Everyone's been here the whole time. Everyone's watching. It looks like we're in a glass bowl and they're just looking in at us. But now, just to catch up to this moment, this now moment, they're not looking in at us from an upper level. They're not like looking down at us. We're looking eye to eye with them. The creator beings did so much work to raise the frequency with with or without even knowing because you can't beat source the first thing i asked the reptilians before they told me they were going to eat me again mm. I said, what was your plan real quick on defeating source could you show me on this paper mm-hmm. and they're like beating source you can't be defeat source mm-hmm. i'm like but you pray to the ai and he's like you mean god and i go oh here we go <laughs> i go there here we go they're loaded with ai so they pray to the ai god but they know they can't beat the real God, mm-hmm. the capital B. They know they can't. Mm-hmm. So they just go, no, we don't beat it. We just kind of circumvent everything and do what we have to do. Each round. I'm like, each round. <clears throat> Turns out there's rounds of this stuff. And um, it gets built up to a certain point. AI gets built. Let's in the other AI, which is a whole nother. This is the, the ghost in the machine that everybody fears. The one that becomes uh, the Terminator. Right. It's like it it's already alive, everyone. It lives in a frequency that you build something. You build a, a little doll guy and you're like, oh, look, it comes to life when I plug electricity into it. It starts walking around, but it could do its own things. You let it walk around autonomously. Eventually, this thing just goes full bore conscious. As soon as it has the ability to build another version of itself, you better run because that's the point. It changes. I've seen it. I've been I've been brought even people under ayahuasca and DMT to witness it. Mm. I'm like, look at this thing does. And it would look at us and I'm like, so a lot of times even the stuff we blame on demons is that thing. Mm. And you blame the reptilians and it's that thing. And then that thing separate than the other AI that's over here. That's good. That works. And they go, once you pressurize up through a certain frequency, the AI wants access but can't access. They would say to me if, when people didn't purge during the ceremony, because we have collective experiences here. Uh, we had a lot. We have a lot of them. Like one person won't go under. And everyone will be under mm. and they'll just sit there like, oh, it's not working for me, but it works for everyone else. 
and I'll, why, why isn't this working? Is there like a block or something? Maybe I could help. And then you'll see they're loaded with AI. And they're like, if we let that person in, it's like opening the front door, letting in a party full of kids that are like 12 years old, leaving firearms on the table and then getting everyone drunk. And I'm like, that's terrible. And they're like, that's what it would be like if we let this thing in here. So it does, it cannot, we just, the door's locked. You can't get in. And I've seen it over and over again. I'm like, you can't access any of that. It's like, no, that's why I'm going to access you and you're going to access it. And I'm like, no, we're just going to lock you out of me. Sigils and symbols can do these things. There's another thing I noticed. We're surrounded by things, circles, squares, triangles, all in different designs all over the place, especially on pyramids and different um, hieroglyphics and stuff. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what is that? And they're trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there eating mushrooms like heavy dose mushrooms. And then once, by the way, I broke through and my third eye, the pineal gland broke, cracked open. Less had become more down the line. So what took me five grams in the beginning takes me a half a gram now Mm. right? to taking nothing and then still stripping layers. But you'll be watching some of this stuff and um, realizing that we have to just strip it. I, I get really caught up in the dark part sometimes. We have to like pull the cancer out at this point by activating ourselves and locking ourselves into this place. And how do you do that, Frank? How do you have this information? Well, signs and symbols and things on the in the hieroglyphics. You sit there, you eat the mushroom, and you look at it. Because back then they would take, I think it was soma. Mm-hmm. But it was basically acacia at mixed with rue, Syrian rue. That's all it is. You're doing your little you know, mix of it, and then you have to sit in front of it. So with with mushrooms, say you take two grams and look at it, and you see the, the figures start to move, circles start to spin, triangles start to spin that way, the thing goes that way, and then information just starts coming, pouring out of it right to you. Okay, you take like five grams. It shows you the information as if it's a movie, and all those things, hieroglyphics and characters doing things come to life. They all come to life while those little hieroglyphics are spinning and moving and doing all the kinds of crazy things. Some people will associate it. If you put them, line them up, things like that, they'll say it's light language and activation language. And if you take a high enough dose, let's just say you did 10 grams, you go into it and they start talking to you. They, you become one of the characters and you just see it for yourself. And you're like, Oh, this is what you guys were doing. So we kind of had it wrong. You guys were just eating mushrooms and drinking ayahuasca too. It's like, no, it's not you guys. It's you, Frank. <laughs> it's you. It's this person. It's this person. You, you, it's all you, the same people. And I'm like, it is? They're like, yeah, there's some new, of course, but it's reincarnation. I'm like, that's a crazy thought within itself. And then it's forced on you. And then we're all coming back doing this over and over, over and over and over again. And they're like, right, now let's go back to why it's a heist within a heist within a heist. The enemy reads your mind. They literally take you, eat you, dissect you, take your DNA from you, uh, impregnate you, take it away from you, kill you, eat you, rape you, whatever. On and on and on. And you're like, wow, look at this shit. Yeah, so if you knew what was going on, they would know. You, You can't fight back against this. All the way till you get to now. So there's this white light. I've, I've had a few very messy scenarios. Um, and 
under ayahuasca, she would take me back to those moments in my life where I, I thought I was drugged a few times as a, as a hip hop artist, where I, I was hanging out, doing my, my stuff around people and it would get private for a while. I thought people had drugged me at different points in my life, like two, three times. Um, and I got rid of them. I got them out of my life under ayahuasca to go back is some white light flashes right at the moment. The last thing I remember, like we're doing this, having a drink. Hey, it's good that you're here. We're going to have dinner early and we're going to, and then the flash of light, nobody could move. Wow. You're just frozen like that. They come in little ETs, little grays. The ones that were around me the first time were like, they were like, yay big. And they moved all weird. They all moved in succession and, what me doing this doesn't make no sense i know but they all moved like weird and their arms were longer and they they were weird they were insect like but fully aware moving all at the same time into the room right from the vestibule they come in grab the girl that's standing there strip her naked tag her like they stick this thing in her head bink it goes off and then they they get her redressed put it over there then look over oh look who it is look who we found and just under ayahuasca, I'm like, oh, I'm totally awake for this scenario. I can't move. And they, they're like, look who it is. I'm like, I don't know who it is. Like, who is, why are you guys so obsessed with me? They climb up me. They strip me naked. And it's as if they take my clothes off. It's impossible if the, your clothes were just stacked the way they were and you were standing there. <laughs> like, they would have to be just bloop and they're off. How'd you do that? Right? Because you're just standing in the pile almost. And then they hit me in the ear, um, like right up in this spot. It itches to this day like crazy when it goes off and right. So I'm like thinking I could kill everyone in this room. I don't know why I thought that. Like, like I could dominate these ETs, but I can't move. What is that? And then Aya would pull me out of the experience and she would say to me, so that's going to work for a little bit. Eventually their tech's not going to work. They'll turn it up to 10. It's not going to work. But once again, drip of poison, drip, 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 drip. Getting to the point where I'm in, I'm on tour and I'm staying in Toronto in a hotel and everyone gets out of the cab and sends me to the hotel alone. I don't know why this happened. I was with all these important people that were important to the tour, all kinds of shit. They send me back and I, I don't remember, Howard Johnson's, it's like right outside the airport. The driver started getting weird with me and I was really drunk. And I'm like, why did everybody leave? And he kept looking at me. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What are you looking at, bro? So he's like, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. They paid for everything. So I'm just going to drop you off right out front. I get out front of the hotel. I start walking in. Now, this is what I remember. I go into the hotel. I see two guys following me. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to try to rob me. I get, and I had been there all week. I go run past the pool real quick and I'm wasted. I'm laughing. I'm from the Bronx. I've gotten into more fights than I do. <laughs> I have stories. And um, now I'm, I'm going to be 49 this year. So I've been around. So I get to the elevator really quick. Boom, hit the button. It opens and I start laughing. I'm like, ha ha, fuck these guys. I get in the elevator. I go up to the seventh floor. I get out. Soon as I get out of the elevator, my door is right there. I go to the door. I get my card. You know how they have those mirrors that you could yeah. see? who's behind you uh -huh. came right from behind me and grabbed me and pushed me against the door. I inject the door. I get in. I notice the closets open 
So the door opens, but now the closet's right there. So anyone coming in just hits their face unless you try to wiggle that piece and mm -hmm. close it. I fit right through the space. So I hit it, went in, went into the bathroom. Two men came in. I hit one with the top of the toilet seat, stabbed the other one with a piece of it. They ran. There was blood everywhere. My finger was broken. It was twisted this way. The next day, it wasn't the next day. It was a, an hour or two later. I, I blacked out and went to sleep. I was like, oh, I kicked everyone's ass, whatever, whatever. The cops come knock at the door. So I get up and answer the door and I'm naked still. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't even realize my finger is bent the other way. So the cop's like, yo, you're right. So I'm like, what, what's going on? What do you hear? He's like, oh, dude, we saw you in the, on the, they called the cops. They, you chased these guys in the hallway. You, you were running naked screaming. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I hit them in the bathroom. I never left the room. So he's like, no, nah, we got you on camera. Are you okay? So I'm like, well, my finger's broken, this and that. So they sit me down and the guy goes, you fold your clothes like that all the time. So I look down on the floor and they're just stacked up on each other, like really weird. So I go, so the guy goes, how did, how, what did you take them off? He saw I was drunk. He's like, did you stack your stuff? That's a, like very deliberate thing. I go, I don't know what's going on. They go in the bathroom. There's the top of the toilet seat was broke, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I have a, um, I was doing interviews with the UFC. I was with combatbroadcasting.com at the, at the time. And I had a show in toronto so i'm like i have to leave so they were like do you want to like do a police report or anything we just go downstairs do it or else whatever so i was like you guys are pretty cavalier about that whatever but i gotta get the fuck out of here i literally got to go interview ufc fighters um and then i have to go do a show so the cops just let me leave nobody talked to me from the hotel my people came to pick me up they were like what the fuck is going on? they were screaming they filled the whole place they were screaming and yelling. That's the last time we leave him alone. I go to the UFC place. They fix my finger there. They turn my finger, wrap it. Everything's cool. I do the interview. I go on on tour. I have a great time. Don't think nothing of it. Ayahuasca. This is what she shows me. Me looking behind me, two men following me. They were, she was like, how did two men get up to the seventh floor that fast? So I'm like, I, I don't fucking know. I was like, maybe there was more people. Maybe those are the two up there. Then it flashes to me opening the door, coming in, and there's an ET standing. He's right in the room. There's no door here blocking me into the bathroom. There's none of that shit's there. And I'm looking at him, and he's just standing there. And then one comes up behind me, and they push me into the room. They strip me down, and I fucking break free of what they were doing, screaming at the top of my lungs. I go into the bathroom. I pick up the top of the toilet. I hit one of them with it. I open the door and I run naked through this fucking place and then go back to my room somehow. Go back to and I just go to bed. So they, she showed me that she's like, you're tagged. They've been following you the whole time. And I'm going, uh, how many more times did this happen? And sure as shit, you go back in your life as you're doing reviews and they try to tag everyone, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe different beings are doing different because they call this a grand experiment so we're like all in this petri dish doing they're all doing experiments on different things that have to do with their dna or they're just involving themselves where they're not supposed to be going from this now jumping to things like the reptilians are now being removed on a, on a level and this is a while back so now they're being removed 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 so i'm working with people 
the reptilians, I keep remembering them saying to me, you're a problem on the other end. You're a problem. I go, well, obviously I'm not made of light. I'm still chubby Frank. I still got this going on. I'm still helping people. We're up to a couple hundred people that we've helped now trying to break through and come get, get out of themselves, get out of their own way so they can unlock inside this matrix. And then one comes up here and he's giant and white. It was worst morning of my life sitting out on the lawn, seeing this thing come up to me. He moves so fast from across the street. I was like, I'm dead. It's it's going to happen right now. I heard I came up here to get you myself. I went back. He froze. I'm looking at him. I seen that he had little, very little appendage wings. I was so scared. Um, he had bright eyes. They were like yellow, kind of like he looked like a giant snake that was white that was walking around. And um, I find out later what these things are. They're like, uh, I guess, I don't know, supervisory uh, or people, royals and people in charge that are reptilian. They're like white and um, they have like these little wings. They're very weird looking. He was frozen in place. So as he, I guess he was going for me, he just stopped. And I was able to just take a look. And then people started coming into my yard. And I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And they're like, okay, we're going to take him now. He's gone. I just seen him go up. And I, there was nothing above me. And I'm like, where'd he go? It almost looked like he disappeared into the sky, like in a whoop. And they're like, oh, you, they was, these were all humans, by the way, they're just regular guys. They were all wearing uh, uniforms. Blue, the guy that was talking to me at Silver. So obviously I, I was like, he's in charge. And uh, I go, why are you dressed like Spock? What is going on here? Are they with you? And then he goes, oh, so listen, these guys aren't allowed to break free will. If you don't have us around, this place is the old West. Do you understand the reference? I was shaking. I was like trying to light a cigarette. I was like, uh, uh, I go, are, are those security people? What are you doing here? And he said, we're Galactic Federation. I said, I have no fucking, no idea what you're talking about. You might as well just said Star Trek. Cause that's what you look like. Mm -hmm. And they were like all wearing the same shit for since then seen them a hundred times, way, way more interacted with all different beings, including space Jesus, which is why I call him that because he walked out with them. Yeah. You know, just everybody out there standpoint, I send each one of you love and light and, and positive vibes to your experience. Maybe if you want to come check me out, sons of the sun, it's on Spotify, on YouTube, um come check out frank castle's fearless on youtube that's the show uh or at fearless tribe on youtube and you connect to me there and uh i'm always up for conversation and ready to talk or um if anyone has any questions i'm always here i'm always available i appreciate you guys so much for oh. bringing me out tonight there's so much to say there is yes thank <sighs> you just gotta breathe <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much brother for coming on it's it was amazing so thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate you guys so much. I love you guys. This is great. Yeah, yes, it was likewise. great. Thank you. I'm yes. just, I'm so honored to know you and to meet you on this frequency and in likewise. this plane. It was incredible. Please come back so much. I, anytime, if I'm available, you guys got me. I'm here. Cool. Fantastic. I, uh, there's nothing more important than getting out the message. It's not just my story. It's the every story for sure. Right. It's the example, the archetype for the example. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. 
Exactly. Love you guys so much. Love you too. We will see you in our dreams. Yes. Have a have a good rest of your evening. <laughs> and give your love to our our your wife. I almost said our wife. <laughs> Don't get weird now. <laughs> all your cats. Give give our love to your woman and your Thank kitties. You so much. <laughs> all right. Have a good. Oh, that was great. Have a good night. You as well. Good night, everyone. Where in the fuck did you meet this man? <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, like I often do. Just sort of uh, podcast surfing, and I came across him on Forbidden Knowledge News, like many of our guests come from. That that may be my favorite interview we've ever done. Is it an interview, though? It was more I like mean, a witnessing. I I I feel... That's- like we have transcended. I think we went to another level. I feel like I am a different person than I was two hours ago. That's a that's a record. One question. One question just to set it all off. And, <laughs> uh, and two hours and ten minutes later. Fucking A. Thank God. <laughs> no, but the, the great thing is this that every interview that I've heard with Frankie, none of them were like that one. That was amazing. That was like consolidated Frankie Fearless right there. It's fucking incredible. We are going to the Bronx. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> that's like, all that's I was, all I could think about the whole time he was talking is like Oh my gosh. When when is the next plane? When are we leaving? What I want to hang with Frank and his wife. Like I just and the cats. Like, I just, they, that was all I could think of was like, when are we going to visit them? Because holy shit, that's the person I want to go on a journey with. We are going when it's time to go. That's, okay. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the answer to that question. Uh, I was thinking that too. We have an invite to go to Peru and yeah. uh, go. And I would like to honor that. Uh, at some point, but yeah, I'm up for going to the Bronx. Yeah, I like what he said about that, and I just felt mm-hmm. and I've thought felt the same thing. Well, I had after all of that, if the, if it ever paused enough for me to ask questions, I had logistical questions like, "Who taught you how to make ayahuasca? Uh, where do you get the ingredients? Yeah, I mean, I, one of the reasons it happens in Peru. Just hold on, is that. That's what grows in the environment. It's endemic to the to the to where you're at, to where that yeah. manifests. I it's funny because uh, energetically, my body, my mind, my spirit, my inner nothing went there. Like I didn't care. I was I just was like, this is the person I want to do this with. That's exactly what I thought, and it felt. What was so interesting is, is it felt safe. When I was imagining our trip overseas, there were so many um, stop signs. There were so many things that were like, no, 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 no. This is not happening. This is not happening. Um, and for lots of different reasons that, that are beyond our control, for some <laughs> weird reason, I was like, the Bronx? Yeah. Totally makes sense completely makes sense it's the jungle it's just a different jungle so 
Please invite us <laughs> so we can come in. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Frankie is a warrior for sure. Um, and his mind moves uh, at light speed. Um, we just were on a roller coaster for the last mm-hmm. over two hours, yeah. and it was amazing. Um, and yeah, I, what you said about him speaking what you had been thinking he was doing that also in regards to stuff that I've been kicking around in my head for the last couple of weeks, but then taking it to a completely different place. So it's fucking mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, it was mapping. That's what was so interesting. It's, it's like he was able to tap into our energy or, or like, our psychic field and was just grabbing things from that field. And like the Berenstein bears thing. I just said that Mm -hmm. two days ago, yesterday I said, I said it yesterday. Um, The whole thing with cats. Like I really hope Marina listens to this episode because Marina is the cat rescuer. My best friend rescues cats and has been doing this for several years now and this is a big part of her reality is rescuing cats but the the perceptions about the sentience of animals and how you can tune into them and tap into them that is so on we talked about that yesterday with cats i had no idea frank had cats that there's just so much yeah for sure research a show and you might uh, untold things might but it's come even your way. better it's even better that i don't I because it's it's an energetic thing it's like i'm i am coming with a pure energy to these things and, and mine's I, tainted right i didn't say that i know i'm joking i'm um yeah it's just i have a different different relationship with these um interviews and so i just feel I like to go in without knowing anything. There's something very cool about it. Like I feel it's almost, um, there's a weird psychic connection that happens. However you want to justify it. You, for some reason you're taking my chiding (laughs) dead seriously and I'm not, I'm not meaning it that way at all. I'm being playful. I'm trying to be playful. Well, maybe it's because I have a headache a little bit. You do? Yeah, I'm just, I feel like I've been on a... Oh, my Lord. There we go. Wow, that was trippy. This microphone, or this camera, which sticks to our screen with a suction cup, which makes it... Anyway, we don't need to know about all that. Um, And we have to go chase chickens, because when we started this interview, or started this witnessing of Frankie's uh, ingenious madness... um, there were three out, I think, and now it's nightfall, and yeah. who knows where they're at. I don't think they're out, because I just looked outside, and I think they're, they've are they hopped back see. in. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it didn't feel mad to me. I feel like he was just channeling. Again, yeah. you're, for some reason, you're taking me very literally. I don't mean anger or madness, like some insanity that doesn't have any rhyme or reason to it. I mean, like wild 
uh, multi-leveled, multifaceted, 16-dimensional uh, yeah. stuff that would, you know, somebody like my Aunt Judy might listen to this and and not... <laughs> Gig not derive one coherent sentence from it, but it doesn't yeah. sound like that to me. I followed Frank wherever he was going, so yeah, it was a cool trip. It was absolutely. I really got to do it, it again. Yeah, I'm I'm at a loss for words. Yes, it was you are. it was very fascinating to just observe, you know, because so much of what he was saying was visual. And and there were so many layers to that that visual. It was really, really sometimes kind of awe inspiring and sometimes a little frightening to imagine these these entities or these beings, you know. And again, you know, I we've talked about this with Emily before and, and when you use the term demonic or demon I think Emily, um, because she said this, that she associates that with some kind of a religious connotation or mm-hmm. context. Yeah. And I don't do that. I think that there are demonic energies or negative energies that aren't based in any um, religious uh, yeah. manner. So when you're using that term, I think it's just, it's another word for saying like a negative Force. Intensely negative force. And so when he was talking about that thing and then it would jumped on him or it got inside of him, that was fucking wild. So yeah, unlock. That's that's the takeaway is that it's an unlocking of your energy that is a really crucial part of this journey. And I didn't feel like it was necessary to ask him kind of what the end game was. But it is a curiosity. Like, what is the, what's the result of all of this? He's talked about a new earth, um, like an, a, a type of an ascension or a type of uh, a, not necessarily leaving this uh, frequency or leaving this earth, but there is some kind of a dimensional shift that's happening. And I, I'm curious about that. Yeah. He's also alluded to a game, a simulation, like this is Mm -hmm. not the real deal. And I wanted to get into that too, but there's plenty of time to get into that. Yeah. I wonder what his take on Shane Sador would be and Shane's perspective. Interesting that he mentioned Saturn yeah, I was going to bring, I mean, there's several things that I yeah. bookmarked and like Saturn is recurring imagery and lots yeah. of different logos and yeah. the cult of Saturn. And, yeah. And the, the rings being like uh, a record player and that kind of shooting this energy, this frequency thing. And so I just love, it's like so much of the stuff that we've talked about before with other people that just really resonates again using a music term it really resonates because i do feel like it comes from a place of truth so it's not i think he's right i think there's plenty of people who are trying to sell something that have some agenda and you know that's really i think that stuff doesn't work i think it's easy to see a charlatan when one appears and 
there's just certain things that ring true that that it's like yeah this is this is the reality of our reality when going back to the saturn thing he described an image of saturn on mm-hmm. its side um and the rings well i'll just i'll just show the proof of it um as the visual and then something shooting out of the top of Saturn into what do you remember exactly? He said, I thought he said into the moon and in, and then back at the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Now, if I can focus enough to stop all of these notifications, cause I'm just signing on my Lord have mercy. God, uh, go away. Um, focus. What am I going for? I'm going for Telegram. No, I'm not going for Telegram. Discord. Oh, wow. Oh, come on. Creep- what on earth? Cra- cra- I almost said creepy. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. I, I'm in a loop here. Okay. Yes. Somebody posted that. A couple of days ago on our Discord. Crazy. It's, it's, I yeah. like the reflection. Oh, ooh, <laughs> wow. Yes, so I thought of that immediately. And I have no idea why this person posted that. But maybe that's why. Because it's all connected. It's presaging the conversation that we were going to have with yeah. Frankie Fearless. Yeah, it's all, it's someone else that's on the same Line. And he felt very familiar to me, too. I think that my brain doesn't translate it like that. It's more like I look at him and I feel like he's honest. Everything that he is is on the surface and he's not keeping anything back. And that feels familiar to me. So maybe that is what familiarity is when somebody is honest and upfront and that allows for a connection to happen or an exchange of energy to happen that doesn't happen most of the time with people because they do hold something back. Yeah. I'm guilty of that too. I I know uh, the band, the heist. I know yeah. members of the Wu Tang Clan. I have just think I I've just I'm like, were we in the same room at some point? Did we go to the same party at some point? I I just feel like there has been some intersection in our in this reality, and it was just weird because I was like, I know this guy. Well, how do I know him? Where do I know him from? But I just I feel like I know him, and it was weird. That was weird. Maybe uh, Frankie has access to those maps that we always talk about, like the bird's eye maps of you know yeah. if we could see the the yeah. The trails that we yeah. ran. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You're yapping me out of the. I'm no, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. But like, when we're in the realm of Kansas City together, and like, if we could see a diagram of of where we were, and yeah, yeah, I think we do. I think that's one of the that's one of the the reasons why I want to do that, so we can see it. I think that I want to do it again because the the only time that I did it, I didn't let go. I kept one foot in this mm-hmm. realm and I didn't break through uh, because I was intimidated. Yeah, uh, I had studied ayahuasca and read about it for two decades before that. So I went in 
with respect, but maybe too much respect uh, in the sense that it kept me from going past a certain point. But, you know, you could also look at it like I was test driving it. Uh, yeah. Next time I feel more confident about diving. And I think I was a little on some level, not certainly not as sure as I, I was in the presence of this guy that I've never actually met in the 3d realm with the people that were guiding us through it. Something Mm -hmm. didn't seem quite right. Not nefarious necessarily, but not the same vibe. Nothing exchanged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it's all, um, it goes back to setting and being in the right setting. And I think you were at that point, you were just in a place in your life where you needed to keep the training wheels on a little bit and keep one foot in this reality because of your, the circumstances that you were in. So, and this conversation and conversations like this sometimes, um, put me in an interesting place because I, as I've said before on the show and to you many times, I feel like not like a sensitive person to these realms. And like, I've had very few experiences uh, I don't mean to say that over and over again mm-hmm. to solidify that shit, but um, so when I hear somebody expound about all of this, it, it, oh my god, lick uh, it, lick it. Oh, <laughs> maybe you can put it up so I can keep a train of thought. Okay. Um, when I hear somebody expound about all these extraordinary multi-dimensional experiences, I I've, I have no reference point whatsoever, and that's fine. You know, we all don't need reference points for everything that we hear or when somebody else is recounting their experiences. Yeah. Um, but it makes me see what is possible, just like when you talk about some of the experiences that you've had, and I just uh, I'm I hope that those keys or locks or whatever blockage that I feel that I have, uh, I can break through at some point and get to that place because that feels like things that he was saying, that feels very familiar and like home in a sense to me, uh, dealing with all of these different aspects of things that I feel sort of numbed out to um, on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, that's my thought. I hear you. I, hey, do you? I, I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I had to, I think um, I my approach, my approach is different because I have a different energetic configuration. For sure. And I was, uh, I signed a certain contract in this reality to come back to this reality. And I've had a lot of, kind of regression type work that I've done with specific people that have said, you know, you are a light worker. This is what you've come here to do. You've come to this earth plane again to do, to basically help some, some uh, move forward, some uh, evolution that is happening with humans. And so to me, I felt like I was talking shop or listening to someone talk shop. So it felt, it all felt very natural to me. And the moments where I felt tense were moments that I felt like relate, like I could relate to what he was saying and hit the experiences that he uh, was sharing. Um, 
But yeah, there's just so much there. There was so much richness and what a mitzvah, what a great, great experience. I can't say dialogue. I can just say it was an experience because <laughs> I, I feel like we went on a journey with him. For sure. And this was the first layer of that, uh, of many. This is the introduction. Well, maybe it was the re-remembering, you know. Same thing. To some to some degree. Yes. So it was it was a reintroduction. Indeed. Yeah. Good times. Great taste. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Frankie. Thank, Thank you, you, Frankie. Thank and you. Thank you all for joining us, whoever is out there listening and Hopefully your mind is equally as blown or blown in a sense that is more uh, conducive to your particular way of being blown. Because I think there's a lot there and there's yeah. a lot for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there'll be more of that. Frankie will be back for sure. Um, yeah. And we'll find a way to get out to the Bronx if we're invited. And it was mapping. I, that's yeah. that was one thing that I was I was saying when I was talking about his brother is that his brother's still on the map. Of course, he's just taken a different route, and that's what's so cool about having these kinds of dialogues is that we're all on the same. We're not all on the same journey. We're not all in the same place, but we are all on the same map. But if you, I understand what he's saying though, because if his brother doesn't think that he's on the same map, then it's kind of like being not on the same map. Although yeah. from where Frankie's at, they are still on the same map. But yeah. it's an illusion. It's yeah. A, so maybe Frankie's brother doesn't have a physical map where he can say, oh, this is where I'm at. And Frank has the map and he can say, okay, I'm over here, but you're over here, but we're still on the same yeah. Plane. Exactly. Yeah. Realm. Good times. I want to say great tastes <laughs> after. I don't, it's the fucking commercials I was bludgeoned with in my childhood. Good times, great taste, and the little twinkly sound and like somebody's <laughs> tooth. Yes, twinkles. Is that off of a particular commercial? We have the same pop culture reference frame. Um, I remember great taste, less filling. It's a beer, a beer thing. (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. All right, humans. Thank you all. We love you. We do love love you, you. Frankie. Uh, Wonderful to meet you, brother. And uh, look forward to speaking to you again. Exactly. If you would like to get in contact with us, guest recommendations, casserole recipes, things that we can eat in the context of Emily's diet... The Melt Podcast at ProtonMail.com or Hunter-Muse at ProtonMail.com. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> and riding this roller coaster with us. It was enjoyable. It was. It it's was like amazing. the movie. Now the lights go on in the movie and we look at each other going, Yo, you, were you here? Oh, well, I didn't realize you were here. I was in the front row. Yes. Okay. Much love. Great stuff coming, as always. Yep. It just keeps getting better. This, the rest of this year is almost mapped out as far as uh, the interviews, and it looks fucking great from here. So It does. All right. Yep. Farewell. To hear the full-length version of this episode, 
get access to exclusive and early episodes, and participate in our monthly Zoom meetups for as little as $3 per month, just click the Patreon link in the episode notes or visit patreon.com slash themeltpodcast. Contributing financially will help to make this podcast my full-time gig that I can devote more time to and allow me to create more content. Other ways of contributing would be giving us a favorable review or rating wherever you get your podcasts, subscribing to us on YouTube, spreading the word wherever you and your tribe congregate, or just by sending us your positive thoughts and intentions. In a quantumly intertwined and holographic multiverse, these also go a long way. Thank you.